do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12:2. This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. At the Constitutional Convention in 1787, James Madison was one of the most active speakers, and many wise provisions in the final document owe their origin to his foresight and learning. Deeply versed in theories of governance and profoundly affected by his Christian faith, he realized only too well that his gravest flaw was a tendency to become rather overzealous during debate. Along with Alexander Hamilton and John Jay, Madison wrote the brilliant Federalist Papers and was the trusted advisor and confidant of both George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. Later, he would make a mark on history as the fourth president of the fledgling nation during the particularly difficult days of its growth and maturity. But it was at the convention that his gifts were most evident. It was there that his star shone brightest. Knowing that he was apt to get carried away when addressing the convention, he asked a fellow Virginian to sit by his side and tweak his coattails if he seemed to be getting too obviously excited. After a particularly impassioned speech, he sat down, almost exhausted, and reproached his friend for not pulling at his coat. I would just as soon have laid a finger on lightning, said the awestruck man. There is a power, an unswerving conviction that inevitably arrests the attentions of both men and nations. There is an almost indescribable appeal that attaches itself to uncompromising vision and principled passion. Similar stories are told of many of the Founding Fathers. When Patrick Henry spoke, his hearers were utterly mesmerized. When Samuel Adams addressed his fellow patriots, it was said that he spoke with the voice of the divine. And when Peyton Randolph rose, an admiring silence always seemed to envelop the hall. But there was a singularly unique power in Madison's oratory. A devoted disciple of Thomas Jefferson, Madison became the active leader of the Democratic-Republican Party and was elected to follow his mentor in the White House. He was elected president, but like Jefferson, he was never quite able to provide the kind of agile administrative leadership necessary to guide the nation. Madison actually performed his greatest service to the nation before he was president. Increasingly aware of the weaknesses of the Confederation that loosely bound the states after the War of Independence, he helped to frame the Constitution 
in the convention of 1787 and eloquently defended it in the Virginia ratifying convention and in the famed Federalist Papers. And after the new government was formed, it was Madison who introduced the Bill of Rights to Congress as the first amendments to that constitution. The smallest man ever to become president, the soft-spoken, retiring Madison, was more a scholar than an executive, which only made his soaring, passionate eloquence all the more remarkable. He developed the habit of serious study at the College of New Jersey under the tutelage of John Witherspoon, and he became a devoted student of history and law. Besides the Constitution and the Federalist Papers, other documents that helped shape the new nation can be traced to his pen. The Petition for Religious Freedom in Virginia, the Defense of American Navigation Rights on the Mississippi, and the Virginia Resolution, a ringing denouncement of the oppressive alien and sedition laws. He had an ingrained and healthy distrust of established power, and he believed that freedom could only be maintained through perennial persistent vigilance. He declared, there are more instances of the abridgment of the freedom of the people by gradual and silent encroachments of those in power than by violent and sudden usurpations. Again, he said, the accumulation of all the powers, legislative, executive, and judiciary into the same hands whether of one, a few, or many, and whether hereditary, self-appointed, or elective, may justly be pronounced the very definition of tyranny. Thus, he asserted, the truth is that all men having power ought to be mistrusted. Alas, fractious foreign relations dominated Madison's years as president. Conflict with Britain over naval rights eventually led to a war that uh, brought little credit to either nation and made Madison the most unpopular president the country had thus far known. Federalists demanded that he resign, but he weathered the criticism, and with peace he regained a measure of popularity. But Nothing that he accomplished as president or as a member of Congress or as Secretary of State won him the high place he had already gained as one of the founders of the nation, a place of enduring fame as the father of the Constitution and as the eloquent defender of America's great experiment in liberty. It was that lightning-like oratory that enabled him to achieve so much in the vital arenas of both resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and for vital resources in this day of disintegrating forces, 
go to georgegrant.com.